Precious Father, we want to thank you for your love for us, which passeth all understanding. And because of your love for us, through your Son, Jesus Christ, you've given us all blessings that heaven has. From you comes all good and perfect gifts. From you comes life. From you comes strength. From you comes prosperity. From you flows love. You are the giver of all things that is good. We are mere vessels and we are grateful that because of your love for us, you have endowed us with all the blessings of heaven. Even at this hour, your mercy will never depart from us. Your love envelops us. Your goodness envelops us. It's your desire for your children to prosper. You are a good father. It's your desire that we shall all come to the knowledge of the truth. And that's why you sent your spirit. We trust you, merciful Father. Giver of knowledge, giver of revelation, that you will feed us by your spirit and help us to hear you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Planted by the rivers of water is the theme of this conference, and that's what I want to talk about. Our conference text is the text I want to take. Psalm 1 from verse 1, and I'm reading TPT. So what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? And I want you to note that. To the one who follows God's ways, he won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in this corner's seat. His passion is to remain to the word of I am. That's his passion. Meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, and ever prosperous. King James says, planted by the rivers of water. Now, the scripture teaches us how to prosper. And, and, and we need to really take the scriptures very seriously. It says, listen, when you delight yourself in following God's ways, And Jesus said, I'm the way. When you delight yourself in meditating on the true revelation of light, Christ is the light. Then you will be standing firm and flourishing. And he said, by God's design, because this is the way God designed it to work. You are now deeply rooted by the brooks, brooks of bliss, flowing rivers of life, water, bearing fruit in every season, COVID or no COVID, economy or no economy. And when you talk of bearing fruits, you're talking not just financial fruits. You're bearing fruit in every aspect of your life, your body, soul, your spirit, your finances, your marriage, your profession. The Bible says you bear fruit of its bliss, brooks of bliss. Never dry, never fainting, never ever blessed, ever prosperous. And so we see very easily that God has given us prescription how to prosper. Because God wants us to prosper. And in the natural, when you want fruits, we do irrigation. 
Irrigation assures continuous flow of water to the plant. And as long as that water is flowing, the plant will be producing. That's why Israel sits in the, in the desert. But Israel is one of the topmost producers of food in the world today. The only secret is that they found a way for water to flow into the desert. And once there was water there, even the desert will produce. So even if you are in the desert of life, once there is the flow of the living water of God's word, you will produce. And water is used as metaphorically as a type of the word. Ephesians 5.25 Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church, gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. In Matthew 4.4 4, this is what our Lord said. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So the word of God is the nutrient by which we live. And it's not talking about just reading it. He said we live by it. We live by it. We live by it. It's, it's our life. It's our nutrient. It's our instruction. It's our dues. It is our reliance. We live by it. Not study it and don't live by it. No. Not read it and don't live by it. We live by it. The key to prospering in life is the wisdom of God. The key to have prosperity in your soul, in your spirit, in your body, in your body, in all the affairs of life, and that doesn't mean trials won't come, because it will definitely come, but Jesus said, when you operate my wisdom, the wind, the storms cannot bring you down, because it's founded on the rock that cannot move. Proverbs 4, 7. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. But we think getting dollar is the wisest thing we can do. Where you invest your time shows what you think is most important to you. But the Holy Spirit says, Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do in this life, develop good judgment so you can make good choices. Verse 8 says, if you prize wisdom, if it's important to you, she will make you great. She will make you great. She will make you great because it supplies you the bliss the, the brook of bliss, and you will never go dry. Even in the desert, Israel produced food because of that supply. Embrace her, and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present you with a beautiful crown. My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. Nothing will hold you back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, for they are the key to life. But we read these things. It's implementation that's important. The Holy Spirit said the key to life is God's wisdom. 
So that if we know this, then seeking it becomes a primary thing in, my, in your life and in my life. Unfortunately, I don't think it is so. I don't think it is so. Because we give it spare time. When we're tired, we just flip through the Bible. It's what we have to do. That way you won't get it. It's not coming. That's why the Holy Spirit put his word in metaphors, similes. He says so that those who don't value it will not find it. See, you see, they see, they won't see anything. Proverbs 2 from verse 1. My son, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with you, with thee, so that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and lifted up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, <laughs> search it for her as for hid treasure. I remember preaching once about the treasures of the kingdom. That this is the treasure of God. This is one of them. Christ is the treasure of God. His word is the treasure of God. Paul said with this treasure in the atom vessel. Christ in us. His word in us. It's a hid treasure. Five. Then shall thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God for the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth, cometh knowledge and understanding. This is the key to succeed in life. This is the key. The man they called God's businessman, Letanon, that had, I don't know how many inventions that this man had. An illiterate. He didn't, didn't go to college. He didn't go to college. You don't have to, look, he didn't go to college. But he designed machines. That baffled engineers. God showed him to him. He designed it to engineers. Everybody's baffled. During the war, Second World War, he designed the machine that helped the Allied forces to win the war. Big dredges, construction of roads. This man designed the machines. They used to they called him God's businessman. Why? He found that the word of God is the key to prosperity. And he clung to it. And supply began to come. Wisdom. He knew what engineers didn't know. And he didn't go to school. Because this wisdom will lead you to green pastures. And lead you to still waters. Which nobody knows why it is. Only him. And the soil to plant God's word is our heart. The Bible says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The word is God's seed. Like Mark 14, 4, 14 says, the sower soweth the word. So when you hear the word, you have to keep it in your heart. That's what Proverbs said. Keep it in your heart. Keep it before your eyes. Don't let it depart. It becomes life to those who find them. It becomes health. It becomes health. This one of the scriptures that the Spirit of God quickened in me when I was challenged with some very severe and dangerous symptoms of my body. The Lord quickened it. He said, this is medicine to your flesh. But you know, it's, it's, it's believing God that's really key. So in Matthew 13, 18, hear ye therefore the parable of the soil when, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, which is all of us, and understandeth it not, that's the main problem. Understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, catch it away, that which was sown in his heart. Why doesn't he understand it? The Bible says when you search for it, God will reveal it to you. Because it's not understood by human knowledge. It's the mystery of heaven. I was sharing with my brothers something that God was sharing with me about the finger. And I 
looked at it and said, this is amazing. We never would have thought of that. I said, God, how deep is your wisdom? Verse 20. May he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same is seed that heareth the word, and that now with joy he receiveth it. Say, praise the Lord. That was awesome teaching. Yet had no root in himself. There's no root. He doesn't meditate on it. It doesn't go deep. After the parking lot, he forgets it. There's no root. But do it for a while. And when tribulations or persecution arise because of the word, because the devil will try to attack him because of that, to, to make him drop it quickly. He said it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. I listened to the rising generation. Somebody, they brought up a topic. Somebody said, I tried to believe this, but it's not working for me. I stood there and said, we never work for you <laughs> because you can't get it right with two confessions. You can't say it doesn't work. Once you keep saying it doesn't work, it will never work for you. It's not going to work for you. Why? You didn't believe it for to start with. You never believed it. In fact, you didn't even expect it to work. Because you have to confess that it works even in the face of contradiction. Because you know whom you believe. You know what you believe. You know it's true. But you have to meditate on it to be rooted. Peter said, Give it to this thing until it pierces the sludge, the sludge of deceitful information you have, the things you think is God, is not God. It has to pierce through it and get down to your, to your heart where it is soon. Where it is soon. A lot of the time, the word doesn't get down there. We hear it, and it doesn't get down there. But the Holy Spirit said, you do well to give it to this thing until. There is that until. I keep saying it. If it that until, if it doesn't pierce through, the, immediately there's contradictory evidence. You give up. It was never planted anyway. Didn't get there. Verse 22. He also that receives seed among the tongues is he that heareth the word and the care of this word. Yeah. <laughs> have to make ends meet now. Care of this word. And yet the, the Bible says prince, wisdom is the principal thing. Seek for it. He said, whatever you are doing in this world, though, get good judgment. So that every other thing can be, can be properly put where they belong. So the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Choke the world. And it becometh unfruitful. You know the house you live in. Somebody owned it. Now it's your own. Come 20 years to come. It won't be all. Somebody else will own You see, life teaches us that all these things are transcendent. They are not permanent. Still, we don't learn. The things we boast about today is my own, it's my own, it's my own. Give it for from a few more years. It won't be all. Why? You came into this world with nothing. You leave it without those things. The things that keep you away from the word of God you are craving for, they are not permanent. All the cars will go and buy this model. 2022 model is, is around the corner, and 21 model is old stuff. The phone you bought, very soon, the, another one is coming. Another four years, that one won't even be working well. These are, not, these, these are, temporary, these are temporary things, but those are the things that capture our attention, and we focus on them as if they are eternal in value. As if they determine your life. You forget. Except the Lord builds. Except Jehovah builds. Except he builds it. The devil will kick it up like football. 
We forget those things. It takes one pain and you are immobilized. <laughs> Just one pain and you can't walk again. You are immobilized. You can't walk again. Verse 23. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understand it. To understand it, you have to seek after it. Seek God to open your eyes. It becomes important to you. You understand it. Which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. There's one law nobody can change. You can argue all you want to, but this particular law you can't argue. It's the law of Swena Ripi. You can't argue. It's, you don't have to prove it. It's, it happens. If you take mango and put it in the soil, you'll get mango. There is no argument about it. You may not believe, you may not take note of it, but it's, it's affecting your life every day. Whatever you put in the soil, it's what you get. You don't have to pray about it. You don't have to do anything about it. That's what will happen. And the Holy Spirit told us that whatever a man saw it, you're going to repeat. It's a law. See, the Lord Jesus taught us some principles of life, spiritual laws. And then he revealed to us our blessings, which he paid for. But there are principles of life, which if you violate them, it affects you. He said to Peter, put back your sword, Peter. If you kill by the sword, you go by the sword. It's a principle of life. What you sow comes. Sow mango, comes. Sow this, it comes. You can argue all you want. You may not believe it, but it's affecting everybody. That's why the Bible said, don't curse people. Bless them. Don't. Don't yield to their cousin. Don't. Whatever you make happen to them, it's coming back. Don't show it. Don't. Don't, don't curse them. They curse you. They hate you. Don't hate them. Leave them alone. Love them. Show love and reap the benefit. Say, so don't be tired in doing good. You will reap. It's the principles of life. So the word of God, if it's shown in my heart, we produce its type, produce the life, produce the blessings, produce what it says. It does. It's simple. If I sow my wisdom in my heart, it will produce junk. Simple. Galatians 6, 7. God will never be mocked for what you plant, you will always be, ve- will always be the very thing you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that you yourself planted. The things you say, pra, 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 pra. you sow them, you reap them. Things you do to people, do, do, do. when you are doing it, you are angry, you are happy, but you reap it. Eight. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that you planted. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seed of the spirit life, you will reap bountiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. You will reap the prosperous life, the good life that Bible says, the key of life is my word. You plant it in your heart, it produces, it becomes life to you. It becomes health to your body. Third John 3. I mean, third John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. If your soul prospers, what you sow there will affect other ones. For I rejoice greatly now when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. You sowed it, it's right there. 
So I know it's going to produce this. You sowed it, my brother. It's in you. Even as thou walkest in the truth, man shall not live by bread alone, by every word is living by it now, it's in him. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Why? Their soul will prosper, their health will prosper. Whatever they lay their hands upon shall prosper. Good. That's God's prescription. Oh, but you know, that's what Jesus did. You know, that's how he succeeded. The same principle he taught us is what he lived by. In John 5, 16, so the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. They started harassing him, verse 17. But Jesus replied, my father is always working now, so I'm working. So the Jewish leader tried all the harder to find a way to kill him, for he had not only broken the Sabbath, he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God, 19. So Jesus explained to them how he lives his life. So why are you harassing me? This is how I live my life. He explained to them in verse 19. He says, Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. So I'm not doing this on my own. No. He does only what he sees the father doing. So that's all. My father is walking and walking. It's what my father is doing. I'm not the one. He's doing everything because it's his word that I'm following. It's his word that I'm following. He says, he says, so he says, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father, not what his friends talk about, not what the, the news is talking about, what the television is talking about. Don't take his opinion from television or radio or mainstream, whatever. No. No. I mean, why should you really take it from there? When you have the, the God of heaven and earth who says, my wisdom, it's not your one. It's not your wisdom. I have wisdom higher. Take my wisdom. Run with it. You prosper in everything. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. We need to try it that way. And the result is we're showing those things. Show you corruption. Show you corruption. Self struggle here, struggle there. Get bewildered, bewildered. Why is this not working? Have you checked what you sued? I tell you the truth, uh, 19. So Jesus explained again I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. What if this becomes our testimony now? I know I can do nothing by myself. What am I trying to achieve in this world? I can't do anything. Without him, I can do nothing. So Paul said, I live by faith. Trust him. He's the one. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son does. <laughs> that's it. I don't have any other way to do my life. If you people are persecuting me, that's what my father was doing. That's what I'm doing. Then verse 20, 30. I can do nothing on my own. Oh, this will sink into me and sink into you. So we can run straight to his wisdom, knowing that what wisdom am I going to use? I can do nothing of my own. I judge as God tells me. Follow his word. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. Not my own. You know, but we being wiser, can't resist not following our will because in our eyes it looks okay. Therefore, <laughs> the Bible calls it the way that seemed good in the eyes of men, but not God. And the end thereof is if I had not. I told my children, I said that I wasted 10 years of my life because I didn't know this. The, the greatest loss you have is time. Ten years I was fooling around because I didn't understand this principle. So when, when God, in his mercy, oh, thank you, Lord, in his mercy, 
gave me a wife that was on her knees and my father who prayed for me. And God began to teach me. And Jesus appeared to me. He had to appear to this man. Because I won't, I won't believe him. I won't do what he was telling me to do. I said to him, Pastor, how can I be a pastor? Do I look like a pastor? Pastor. <laughs> pastor. Because my father was a pastor and they were poor. My mother said, over her dead body, will it some be a pastor? Yeah, that made it easy for me. <laughs> I don't want my mother to die. But that's not exactly what I said. But that seed I was sowing, that's not from God, ruined my life. Telling people practically what happened to me. My life was in tatters. My children suffered for it. Everybody around me suffered for it. Everything was falling apart. So Abraham, God came to Abraham, said to Abraham, Abraham, I'll send you somewhere where I bless you. But Abraham had a better idea. <laughs> and what happened to me happened to him. People, I'm telling people, we sow this thing, you reap it. Genesis 12. The Lord has said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. Does that look like God giving, telling us what to do? I will make you into a great nation. I thought this would, make, would motivate him enough to say, okay, Lord, I'm going there. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you, curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Does this not sound like what God says? The key to prosperity is, is my word. Meditate on it day and night. You prosper. In everything, you, is it not identical to this? Verse 4. So Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Did he tell him to bring Lot to start with? But he brought Lot. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarah, his nephew, Lot, and all his words, his livestock, all the people he had taken into his household at Haram and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived at Canaan, Abraham traveled through the land of Shechem. There he set up camp beside the oak of Moreh. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I will give this land to you, to your, this, this land. You think Abraham will stay? Actually, if you go to the book of Acts, you find that Stephen said that Abraham never settled in this land. That it was the descendants that possessed it. It's like something he got for his descendants. Read it. When Stephen was talking, he said that our father Abraham never settled in that land. It was his descendants that settled there. Look at what Abraham did. So you think Abraham will stay? No. And Abraham built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abraham traveled south. <laughs> After that, he moved. And set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and, uh, and Ai to the east. There he built an altar and dedicated it to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord. But we didn't hear the Lord appear there. Then Abraham continued traveling. Does it look like us? <laughs> Travel south by stage towards Negev. And at that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abraham to go to Egypt. He changed course entirely, where he lived as a foreigner. And as he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abraham said to his wife, Sarah, look. You are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, what do you have to do with the Egyptians, Abraham? Business is booming in this place. People are moving to this place. <laughs> this place. 
This is what they are now doing. I want to do this business. What are you doing with Egypt? Egypt is what God didn't give you. Eleven, as he approached the border of Egypt, Abraham said to his wife, Sarah, look, you're a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him. Then we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Which means they can take you. Sarah, please, you are my sister. Follow them. But I want their prosperity. This is a man God appeared to. God appeared to him. He said, this man gives to you. Settle down here. He will continue to move. Move. Continue to move. Twelve. When the Egyptians in 13, so please tell them you are my sister, then they will spare my life. So what will happen to her? And treat me well because of their interest in you. <laughs> I need their money. You can follow them. 14. And sure enough, when Abraham arrived in Egypt, everyone spoke of Sarah's beauty. 15. When the palace officials saw her, they sang her praises to Pharaoh, the king, and Sarah was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abraham many gifts <laughs> because of her. That's what Abraham said. They don't have you, Jared. It's like giving your wife away to prostitution. Go and sleep with them. Let me have the man. See what Pharaoh gave Abraham. Sheep, goats, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants and camels. Is this from God? Why is this happening? He went outside the wisdom of God and followed the wisdom of men. Brethren, can we check our lives? Some of the comments you are receiving, some of the... I keep telling people, I say, the devil will pay you to destroy your life. Some jobs you give you, make so much money. Ten years, you are no more a Christian. You are no more. Lost interest in Christ, lost interest in the church. You were passionate before. When you got to Egypt, sold your right, your birthright, your wife, your covenant, you gave it to the heathens for their money. Ah. They used to be in church, they used to be excited, they are no more. Because they are paying me more there. Paying me more there. Paying me more there. Hey, did the Lord send you there? Oh no. Pastor, what they offered me is amazing. But God offered you his wisdom. Treasure more than good. Stay in this land. I haven't told you to move. So why move? My covenant works anywhere. If you follow me, I will lead you to green pastures. Only he knows 10 years. You know when we came to this country, it was Cisco. Everybody do Cisco, Cisco, Cisco. They were pushing my son, do Cisco, Cisco, Cisco. I think the boy was too smart for them. He, he just did what he wanted to do. Cisco died. They always come in cycles. The same thing with fashion. Every fashion you see today has been there. There's nothing new. All this abante they are wearing now, tight, tight. Ah, we used to wear it when I was young. Our trousers, you need somebody to pull it out. Your mother, you call somebody. You call your sister to your brother to help you pull your trousers out. So it didn't start today. The devil has been recycling it. We used to wear sopido. They call it on a pencil. Sopido, the shoe that is like this. All these are fashion. They say it's right. No, forget it. It's not fashion. We're tight. tight. We wore it when we were 17. Now it recycles recycled back. <laughs> the devil is wicked. Recycling it back. And Abraham's son copied the father. That's what my son Yeka was saying on Sunday. Be careful what you do in your family. Don't bring the demon that will come into your family and start harassing your children. 
people lack wisdom because they're not seeking the wisdom of God. That's why the decisions are easy for them to be making. Easy, make decisions easy. And the devil likes it easy. Because the thing that, that is treasure, the treasure you seek it. You seek it. It's hidden. You see this one easy? Cost you anything. A decision out of emotions, out of anger, out of this. Make decision. Do you know the consequences of that five years to come? No. But what, why are you doing that on the spot of the moment? Aren't you a baby? Immature? Ruled by the flesh? Not by the spirit? Have you considered the consequences? Abraham did this. This son did it. Exactly the same. Let's see. Genesis 26. A severe famine was struck natural the land as happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved together where Abimelech, king of the Philippines, lived. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be, I will be with you and bless you. And then he said, and then I'll hereby confirm that I will give you, give all the lands to you and your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father. I'll cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky. And I will give them all these lands through your descendants. All the nations of the earth will be blessed. I will do this because Abraham listened to me, obeyed all my commandments, requirements, commands, decrees, instructions, six. So Isaac stayed in Gera when the men of the, of the, when the men who lived there asked Isaac about his wife, Rebecca, he said, she's my sister. Where did she hear it? Where did they come from? The same spirit. It's my sister. He did what the father did. He was afraid to say she's my wife. He thought they would kill me to get her because she's so beautiful. A repetition. But some time later, Abimelech, king of Philistine, took out, he looked out his window and saw Isaac caressing Rebecca. Immediately, Abimelech called for Isaac and explained, she's obviously your wife. Why did you say she's my sister? I already told them it's my sister. You can't have her. But we read how he planted Verse 12, when Isaac planted his crop that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, yet there was farming there. Why? The law has no limitation. Actually, when God wants to do stuff with you, he will put you where you don't see how it will happen. So you trust him only. God does something only by his spirit. It's not about what you have you don't have. It's not about what you have, you know. He puts his anointing on you, things happen beyond your imagination. He can make people come at, come at, come at your table, can make them come and do things. When God brought, brought us to this country, he, 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 people were giving me money like something hidden. Because I didn't have money, I didn't tell anybody, I didn't have anything. My children say, we're now going without money. I didn't have, I didn't have. People called, they called me to Abuja. Look at Abuja, people I don't know. I went there to preach. They were giving me money like something hit them in the head. The church gave me, gave me even, even, even money for plane. I refused to take plane. And as I was leaving, one senator came and carried me. He said, you are not going. Come to my house. Monday, I'll give you money. Monday, he went up, loaded me with money. Gave me money for flight. I said, no, that church has given me. He said, no, add it. I added it to enter taxi straight to Lagos. Because I needed all the money to pay ticket for all the six of us. Brethren. If you, if you have not seen the glory of God on display, you'll be attracted by the worthless wisdom of the world. When you see his glory on display, you will leave the world alone. They have nothing to offer you. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not kidding you. Jesus said the reason they do this is they don't know the Father. They don't know me. They don't know my glory. They don't know my power. They don't know who, what I can do. That's why they're doing all of this things. What can the world give you? What can the world offer you? 
Acts 5, 38. Now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it. You can't. So I say simple. Now, spiritual growth is important. Because when we grow spiritually, now we're able to discern good and bad. A spiritual baby will not make good choices. Just like the natural baby cannot. A spiritual baby doesn't even know what belongs to him. Not to talk of reaching out for it. Look at Galatians 4 from verse 1. Think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves. See, the spiritual babies are not better than slaves until they grow up. Even though they actually own everything their father had, but they don't know the value. They have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age of their father. They, are, they depend on people to pray for them, for them, they have to do it for them, but they didn't know anything. See something like this conference, they won't value it. They won't value. You know what they value? You know what children go and pick? They think that would spoil them. Of course they would. They are rich for anything. Eternal things have not become a thing of great value to them. Because they walk in this world realm. They walk in this world realm. The Bible says the things that are seen are temporal. But the things that are not seen are eternal. And the things that are seen are made by the things that are not seen. They are focusing on the wrong source. The things that are not seen is the one that controls what you see. Look at Ephesians 4.11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, number one. See what we are talking about. The apostles, number one. The next one is what? The prophets. The next one is what? The evangelists. The next one is what? The pastors. The next one is what? The teachers. Every church must not change this order. You don't have the right. No church has the authority to change Bible. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastors, the teachers... Their responsibility, all of them, is not one. Not only the pastor. Their responsibility, their, T-H-E-I-R, their, the far from them. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. There, all of them. Operating in these offices brings growth. That's what I was sharing with my, fr- my friends here. That God was t- talking to me in the office. And saying, this is the pattern of the church. And the Lord told me, he said, the church, he said, the church is the body of Christ, but the church is a family. I said, yeah, he said, it's my family. So when you sit under the ministry of these offices in the church, their responsibility is to bring you people to do, to, to, to equip the people, God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ starting. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith. We all believe the same thing God believes in our faith and the knowledge of God's son not the knowledge of ten commandments knowledge of God's son that will be mature in the Lord now Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ, then, not before then, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed, blown about, like go to Egypt, take my wife as your sister. We'll blow about the circumstances of life. Having done all you can stand, knowing in whom you believe, 
knowing that the word of God is true, you can stake your life on this thing. Won't be tossed, blown about by every wind of new teaching that comes to town. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever. They sound like the truth. There was a sister that was going to move to Florida. And then the, the husband came to me and said, Pastor, this is, my wife is leaving me to Florida. And I said, okay, both of you come, let's talk. And when they came, I said, you're not going anyway. He said, he said, Daddy, no, because your daddy, if you say I'm not going, I said, you're not going. I said, you didn't even tell daddy. And then you're going. They're not, yeah, you know, God gives people favor with people. I said, I'm your daddy. You call me daddy. Are you doing this with him? You leave your husband and I go. Say, you're not going. I said, but why do you want to go? So she stated all these wonderful conditions given to her. And I asked her, I said, did the Lord tell you to go? She didn't say anything. I said, did the Lord tell you to go? I said, they say anything. I said, if I were you, I stay where I am until he, if he doesn't stay, I'm not moving. Because he knows what is happening, you don't. Do you know? And then God helped us to, you know, do some things to help them. Do you know it wasn't long? She came to my office saying, praise the Lord. He said, those people were tricksters. They wanted to bring me to Florida to use me for things that you can't even believe. And I hope they're hearing me because I think they're listening to the Bible study. This is absolute truth. He said, I found that letter. He said, thank God I didn't go. Immature people. People who, <laughs> immature people. Blown about by, you know, the, the, the English language calls it other directed people. We should be Holy Spirit direct people. Mature. Order, no, say no. no. God has not said anything. Leave me alone. Somebody told me sometime ago, he said, look, he said, he said, how long have you lived with your wife? He said, it's time to leave. There are young girls now. He said, how long? He said, after all these children. He said, there are younger girls. I told her, I said, it's not my choice. And leave my wife for me. I married her. I love her. I'm staying with her. You can go with your youngest. Go with your youngest. See this one, evergreen for me. Hebrew five eleven. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Twelve. You have been believers so long now. That you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. You know, there are people who have been in church 10 years, they can't eat Sunday school. I'm not kidding you. They can't handle, they can't eat Sunday school. They don't know anything. I had that experience one time. One brother, they say, oh, they are Christians. For years, and, and I believed him. And I, we put him in charge of Sunday school. He couldn't teach. He didn't do anything. He couldn't teach a class. He couldn't hold down a class. I mean, couldn't. Not even for one day. Not even for one day. But he was acclaimed. And I believed him. They knew nothing. Zero. So you are like babies who need me. He said, this is, I can't teach you. He said, difficult for you. you. You can't understand it. Look at verse 13. For someone who lives on milk is like an infant. Doesn't know how to do what is right. Can't make these good choices. For things. Solid food is for those who are mature. Who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. It's not by age. 
is the word of God that trains you. The knowledge of Christ develops your spirit so you can recognize this is the devil, this is flesh, this is the Holy Spirit. If you are not there, keep growing. You know, it was easy for, that, was for those people to come to my office and they told me all those wonderful things. I would have said to the husband, ah, your wife is getting all these things now. So you can see the limitation that lack of growth puts on somebody. And so the answer is to grow. Is to grow. The scripture says if, if God wants to punish a people, he will give them children as their leaders. I think somewhere in the Old Testament. He just give them children to lead them. Because you know they don't know anything. Psalm 119-105, which is the theme scripture for this church. Thy word is lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. So what did the word say? Ephesians 1-3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realm because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the word, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. Church is God's family. By bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ, this is what he wanted to do. He gave him great pleasure. You must believe that you are blessed. Scripture says so. Don't shift from the place God said, this is the place I bless you. What is the place? The scripture. Take your stand on the scripture. That's your place of blessing. Don't move from it. If the Bible says I'm blessed, I'm blessed. If the Bible says I'm healed, I'm healed. That's my place of enjoying that blessing. Abraham, go to the place I'll bless you. The place God will bless you is in Christ. That's where your blessing is loaded. And the scripture points those things out to you. If you are in Christ, you are blessed. You take your stand there. Don't take your eyes to the world. They can't give you the blessing of God. Only God can make it happen. Stay there. You may not see it initially. Don't worry about it. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Don't, I, I, I was sharing about my, my, my cousin, Bonnie, in Canada. 12 years, he had no job. He was babysitting his children. 12, 12 solid. I went to Canada to see them. They had other, too many other issues that arose in their family. But thank God for a godly wife. He's a medical doctor, very humble woman. Treat her with him with respect. I saw it with my eyes. I told my wife, I said, this woman is a virtuous woman. Two weeks ago, Bonnie called me and said, brother, I now own a business, $5 million business. I said, tell me how it happened. He told me how in months, God moved him from nothing to owning a $5 million business. From nothing. A man who he was babysitting 12 years. With my eyes, I saw it. He sent me pictures of the thing. I went, whoa. Whoa. He told me how God told him to start doing all this trading. What do you call all this trading they do? Stock marketing. He didn't know. God said, learn. He learned. He said, I started, I started failing. I lost money. And the Lord said, go get back to there. Listen to me. He said, I was amazed that within months, I had half a million from nothing. Just buying stocks on my phone. He said, tomorrow, this one will be 30,000. This one will add 40,000. He said, I'll buy all over the world. It will, I'll be dying. I'll buy this one. But he had over half a million from nothing. Told me how 11,000 investment went to, became 174,000. 11,000 investment. And he took the riskiest thing. Because the Lord knows the way through the wilderness. He knows where the water is. He knows where the, the, the green pasture is. Don't be wiser than God. And, and put yourself into He told me, he said, brother, every morning now I go to work. And I'm planning plan another 200 something thousand dollar expansion. Talk to me. Tell me. Your faith can be tested. But stand where God says stand. That's your place of blessing. The God of Israel will never lie. We never lie. Can I hear amen? So he said to us, meditate on my word, what? 
Stand up. Don't let it depart. Stand there. I blessed you. I blessed you. Oh, I don't see. No, no, don't change your testimony. Stay, stay there. Worship me. You will see the glory of God. Your life will be a testimony to the nations. What is not possible with men be possible in you. Let us pray. Father, we just want to thank you, give you praise and glory as you have revealed this truth to us. The secret of life is your word. Pray that you help us to hear it, live by it, let you work out our lives for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.